0: Welcome back to the Jen Z hockey, Pod, hockey podcast Yero Zahar and Lucas. We have Anthony back from um Beyond the uh, Die by the Blade and Expected Buffalo. Um and co-host of X Buffalo Pod. So it's good to have you back. We're excited to talk about the Buffalo Sabres. And um how have you been and how's COVID and, and how's COVID and just like everything in general I guess.
1: Yeah thanks for having me on boys. I'm I'm doing good. You know it's uh Surviving, you know, just like everybody else, just doing taking it a day at a time. But uh, you know, I'm excited to talk some hockey with you guys and I'm glad to be back on the show. And um yeah, I mean nobody's ever really excited to talk sabers hockey, but uh you know, sometimes we have to do it. So
2: <laughs> uh, it's good, good to see you, man. Get into it. So Buffalo uh the record obviously isn't 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 the greatest. Um are they are they doing better? Are they doing worse or kind of exactly how you expected them to do this season?
1: Well, it's interesting. Right. And and as you guys know, I'm an analytics guy. And so in terms of, you know, their expected goal differential, they should be theoretically doing better. Right. But if you're asking me what I predicted from a standing standpoint, this is about what I thought was going to happen. But it, it's for different reasons than I thought, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, I thought they were going to get dominated in, in the expected goal share battle. I thought the goalies were going to get slaughtered, which they kind of are. Um, but, but theoretically right now, I mean, they've got some of the worst PDO in the league and, and for your listeners who don't know, PDO is essentially puck luck, right? It's the safe percentage at both ends of the ice and shooting percentage, you know, conversely uh, while a given player is on the ice. And so, you know, you've got Rasmus Dahlin who, his team is shooting at 2.2% while he's on the ice. And you've got Jack Eichel, who I think it's like 3% while he's on the ice. And that's historically bad for their careers. And, and it's, uh, pretty much guaranteed. There's going to be an upward, you know, uh, progression of those numbers. It, It doesn't stay that bad for a year. It just doesn't right. Especially over a large sample, but, um, not an ideal start for Buffalo, uh, I don't I don't think they're a great team, but they've definitely been unlucky. They're probably around the middle of that division in terms of talent, but they're just uh, they're not catching many breaks, which a team like Buffalo, who tends to falter at the end of the year, every year, you need those early breaks. So so it's a little bit uh, dreary.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to see Buffalo because they signed um, Taylor Hall and that doesn't didn't really seem to help anything they, they haven't changed. They did a couple of major or like slightly minor, like uh, signings during the off season. And mm-hmm. that hasn't really influenced them. They are bottom of their division. So how is Sabres nation doing? And because last year it wasn't like, it wasn't great because they fired like basically their entire Ever, staff, the concessions guy, Yeah, <laughs> they fired everyone and how is Sabres nation doing after like um or how, ha- from, from the start and just, I don't know, ownership and just hiring and just everything in general, I guess.
1: Well, not great guys. <laughs> the fan base is definitely kind of at its wits end. And, you know, we yesterday was the 10 year anniversary of Terry Pagula buying the team and we've made the playoffs once since he's bought them. And it was the year he bought them like in the middle of the season. So like in terms of full seasons, never. So not awesome. Uh, you know, there's a lot of calls to fire Ralph Kruger, which Hard to disagree with. Like hard, hard to hate hate on people for saying that. um What's interesting, like you mentioned, you know, to kind of to your point about Hall and um you know Eric stall even and some of the other additions they made, they're they're suffering from the same uh you know PDO issues. Where, where Taylor Hall should theoretically have four goals right now at even strength, and he has none. His only goal is a power play goal, and he's playing so well and actually he's, he's fourth in the league. And I think Eichel is fifth in expected goal differential. So if they were shooting at, at career average percentages for them, right. Or their line mates were their their, their base numbers, their goals, assist points, right. Would look a lot better and and the Sabres would be benefiting from it. So um, frustrating, I think is a a word I would call it. And they're actually playing better than last season, but not enough to kind of stave off the fan base and, and, I think everyone's just really tired of the losing and, and I don't know that you could blame them. I mean, for my childhood, and I, I, I know I'm a little bit older than you guys, but uh, the Sabres were always good. I mean, from, uh, I was born in the early nineties. Right. And so from like 1997 to 2007, I, I had that was my growing up and they were good every year. They, they made the playoffs every year. You know, they never won a cup. I know that, but you know, they, they made the final, they made the ECF a few times, three or four times in that span. Right. And it's like, you know, we were used to that. 10 years of, of the Sabres just not making the playoffs. And, and in the NHL, where it's a league with more playoff parity than any other professional sports league in the world, it's, like, it's just unacceptable. Uh,
2: hearing uh, I grew up with a team that was good, it kills me in a sense. However, it's, however um, the last five years in the Leafs' nation has been good. Um, so uh, a, a real topic of conversation that I keep thinking is, um, will Jeff Skinner ever score a goal again?
1: <laughs> not if he's a healthy scratch um well yes he will and and again i i, I sound like a broken record but it's it's really just pdo he, he really is actually playing well uh it's just not going in i mean i, I think and our my co-host on the expected buffalo podcast and and our managing editor editor at xb and die by the blade chad didaminesis he actually um wrote this that uh, in the last, I think it's 36 games dating back to last season. Uh, Jeff Skinner scored, I think one even strength goal and his expected goals in that time is like 12, which is, I can't think of a more, and that's at, just at five on five, by the way. So I can't think of a more snake bit guy for what is virtually now half a season, you know, spanning over two years than Jeff Skinner. I mean, it's wild. The, the, Last game, he just had a clean break on the goalie, and, and he just hit the post. It's just like, what does this guy have to do? I mean, to score a goal, I I think he's cursed or he, you know, disturbed a, a burial ground or something. He is. It's it's not good, and I don't know what he did to the hockey gods to deserve this, but he got healthy scratched last night and I don't agree with that move for a team that can't produce offense. You're going to take one of your better offensive players out of line. Also,
2: also you're paying him $9 million to scratch him. And which I think, a, I think is crazy
1: for, for seven more years. I might add. Yeah. It's wild. So, um, don't know what Ralph Kruger's doing there, which is a sentence I say a lot, but, um, yeah. Will he score again? Sure. Uh, hopefully, you know, if, if, if he can get this monkey off his back and just break it open. I mean, historically, Jeff Skinner scores between 20 and 30 goals a year. And last year he had 11, I think, or nine, like not good. And, you know, that that that's coming a year off of scoring 40 next to Jack Eichel. So it, it's it's bizarre. You know, we they need him to score. They're going to be good. You need something out of Jeff Skinner. So I hope so.
0: Um, is this only a gold drought or is his assist drought? Like the same thing? Like, is he just offensively? He's just doing nothing.
1: He's, he's getting a couple assists, but not like anything to write home about. I think he's maybe got three assists through 12 games or whatever he's played okay. so far. So not, really good. yeah, not, not anything special. Um, no, but again, though, he's, he's playing out of line with Curtis Lazar and, and Riley Sheehan. So, I mean, how much offense, how many, how many assists is he going to get? Those guys aren't finishers. So, yeah. uh, you know and the funny thing is he he's carrying that line really well. I mean they're they're doing a good job defensively too, which is kind of crazy. Um and I'll say this, this is an interesting stat. Jeff Skinner uh before this year has never ever had an offensive zone start rate below 50% and oftentimes it's gotten near 60, even 65 a, a couple years in Carolina. So far this season he's starting in the offensive zone 41% of the time. So That's- I really if Ralph Kruger's issue is that he's not scoring, well, why aren't you putting him in a position to? Because you've given him two defensive line mates, right, in-, in Sheehan and Lazar, who are known for shutting down opposing offense, not creating offense of their own. And you're starting him in the defensive zone a disproportionate amount of time than he- you have or he has experienced in his career. So like, what are-, what are we doing here? Why are we setting him up for failure and then kind of slapping him on the hand when he fails? Just seems kind of backwards to me and to a lot of people.
2: Uh, wow. That's a, that, that's a crazy, that's a crazy staffer. Um,
1: so, so looking
2: forward, are you kind of thinking, all right, what can we get for X guy? What can we get for hall? What can we get for stall?
1: Are you kind of looking looking at that right now and thinking what, what you can get for guys like that? A, a little bit. Not yet. I mean, we are a quarter of the way through the season. So I think that'll be, you know, if, if they keep losing and, and really just, you know, Get like 10, 11, 12 points out of the playoff spot, then that's going to be the conversation. Um, Hall is weird because uh, reports came out, I think it was LA Friedman, uh, this week where the, he reported that the Sabres and Hall are talking extension right now, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know if it's a bad idea. If, if you can get Taylor Hall for three years at yeah, six million a year, maybe I, I'd be all for that. Um, I find it very odd, but hey, whatever. Um, Maybe it's one of those things where, where you rent him out at the deadline and then sign him again as a free agent or, you know, just have like a, a backroom <laughs> agreement or whatever. That That's happened before. Um, but I think I think your big trade targets this year, your biggest one is Eric Stahl. I mean, that's a veteran second line, third line now, maybe because he's very old. Uh, centerman, who team playoff teams are going to be looking for that. I mean, he's a cup winner. He's got the experience. Uh, No-brainer ad there and probably wouldn't cost that much. Um, you're probably not going to trade Rasmus. Oh. First line in because he's he was battling like super COVID and and he's still he's still out so who knows how well he comes back to form, um, you know you got guys on one of your deals like Tobias Ryder and, and and players like that but you're not getting much for them. Brandon Montour is an interesting one because he's he's still a viable defenseman that that's on the last year of his deal. Um, he's not great but again the Sabres outside of Hall they don't really have any big ticket trade deadline targets to hand out right where you might get a first round pick or something really cool um so i I think that's why maybe we're not looking at it yet because it's really not that exciting um there's not a lot of tradable assets on this team so to answer your question not really but we'll probably get there soon
0: um so if there aren't any tradable assets where does this team go
1: oh that's that's a that's a great question and that's a question we're, we're asking ourselves uh pretty frequently so I think the one thing, so I'm just gonna do some some actual like tangible ideas just to to give people maybe a better idea of what we're looking at. So, Brandon Montour is the guy I brought up. I think trying to flip him for a Sam Bennett, who's also on the trade block right now, it would be a good idea. Um, getting a middle six forward who who can play up and down your lineup and and do some nice things defensively, I think it, it is a good target for him. Right, fill out your roster. Um, I don't think that, I think the, the Sabres aren't really in the market of trying to collect draft picks right now. Cause that just shows you're doing full blown rebuild, which is not something yeah. they're, they're going to do. Right. They're not going to go down that yeah, road yeah. again. So what you're going to be looking for is near NHL ready prospects. So guys who are maybe in their last year of like AHL action or, or their first year of NHL, right. Where they did it kind of last year when they traded Alex Nylander for Henry Yokiharu, like same, same kind of deal there. Right. Yeah. Um, the first, their first round pick has to be on the table. Um, one of their defensive prospects, which they have actually quite a few solid ones, uh, maybe a Matias Samuelson or Ryan Johnson has to be on the table. And those those are, you know, that's a former first and second round pick, respectively, uh, who are they're, they're developing nicely. So maybe you, you, you know, mortgage those guys. Uh, they've got their they're they're set in the future goalie sort of in, from a prospect standpoint, right, with Uka Pekka Lukanen and even Eric Portillo at Michigan, um, both playing pretty well. They do need a veteran starter in that. And I know in the offseason they they sniffed around on John Gibson, they sniffed around on Auntie Ranta and Darcy Kemper, right? And just couldn't get anything going. So I think that if you if the Buffalo Sabres want to do a thing to make them immediately more competitive, they need a starting goalie. They, I mean yeah. Lean Solmark has has been at his best average, and Carter Hutton has been an, arguably the worst backup goalie in in hockey. So they got to do something there, especially in, in a COVID season where you're playing get back-to-back. Back, your backup goalie is going to get more time. That was their biggest miss this offseason is not addressing anything in net and just rolling those same two guys who struggled so badly last year.
2: Um, A, a question uh, sort of Sabres-oriented, Sabres but uh, us Toronto fans and really Canadian fans uh, at all, we haven't paid attention to any of the American divisions at all sure. because realistically it's like all we, all we all we really have to know about is what's going in the canadian divisions from a division standpoint right how good is that east division because all i hear is that it's just mind mind-blowingly good
1: it's good what's really interesting about it is that every single team is doing a really good job of suppressing offense so the Islanders, even the Bruins, right? They they all have really good expected goals against rates, and so it's a really boring division, but it's a really tough one. So, excuse me, you've got teams like the Islanders, New Jersey uh, is another great example, Boston, who who are all winning via suppression, right? Which which is which is kind of for the Islanders, that's about par for the course, but maybe not for the others. Um you also have a team in the Flyers who is like wildly overperforming. I, I mean, Carter Hart's bad and and they're getting shellacked in terms of offensive chances and they're, they're just winning somehow. Uh so they're going to come back down to earth. I wouldn't be surprised if a team uh like the Islanders takes them over and and Philly actually misses the playoffs. So, um Boston is still the class of the division. I don't think there's any uh, debate about that. They're the best team in the division. Washington is playing really, really well too. They're probably a, a pretty clear second, and then those last two spots are up in the air. It could be Pittsburgh. Could be the Islanders. Philly could turn things around, and Carter Hart could go out of his mind. He's still a good goalie. um Even the Sabers, right? If they figure it out. I mean, nobody is out of it in that division yet. um But but yeah, the top of the division is good. It is. I mean, those those top three teams are are solid.
0: Which is surprising because I was not expecting Boston to be as good as either. it is again. It's which is just ridiculous. So, and, what you're
1: saying, missing pasta for like the first month yeah. of the season, they didn't miss a beat, man. They just yeah. kept going. Bastards. Bastards,
0: which what you're saying is basically it's the opposite of the Canadian division. Which, oh my god, which is I, just, that's what I'm here offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's bad. great. It's great. Yeah, so what is like the view of like, like from the States, the view of the Canadian division?
1: Do you want my honest answer? Get, yes. Wait, yeah, let us hear it. Wait, people are calling it the intramural division. Oh,
2: um, <laughs> i am seeing that everywhere. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't see it. I don't see how it's
1: the division that doesn't count. Oh, I don't think it doesn't count. But like, I think some of the gaudier statistics and records are kind of nonsense because let, let's face it. I mean, you have two good teams in that division and that's it. That's where it stops.
0: I, actually, Anthony, I can... We can actually debate that because I don't sure. know if we even have two good teams. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah
2: Cause we were, we were, we were expecting Toronto and Montreal to the entire year. And then Montreal right. is just nosedive recently. Edmonton's yeah. now on our heels, which makes me a little mad. Uh, Winnipeg is doing good too, but yeah. like we have competitive teams and I, yeah. I I'm, I'm seeing, i am seeing. All the other like everyone else being like, uh, I don't I don't see this, any of these teams doing anything. Oh, uh, well, well, see, I, I think I think that the teams I think the teams are actually better than, than some people are getting credit for.
1: So, well, so here's the thing. I, I think for a team like Toronto, who, let's face it, is the focus of that division. They're the focus yeah. of hockey when there's not a Canadian specific division. So, um. The fact that they are so head and shoulders above the other teams and they're, they really don't have competition in that division is why some of the crazy records they're, they're setting are kind of getting thrown to the wayside. Like, this is ridiculous. Cause yeah. let's be honest, I think, what is it? Half your division was w- missed the playoffs last year in the expanded playoff, right? So like it's n- it's a bad division, guys. I mean, it, no, just from, no, from, from but... top to bottom, it's rough. And and so the Toronto's playing just a bunch of bad teams, and they're really good. I don't want to take anything away from the Leafs as a good team, but yeah. like the gaudy stuff they're kind of doing is just kind of like <laughs> okay, they're not doing that if we're playing Boston or Philly or you know, what I mean, like they're regular yeah. Eastern Conference foes.
2: Well, so if we're talking about the expanded twenty four, it was only Ottawa that missed last year. And we're talking true? about the expanded. Yeah, yeah, it was only Ottawa Vancouver that made missed. It? Oh, no. yeah, Vancouver yeah. Made, Vancouver went all the way to the Western Conference, oh, geez, almost the yeah. Western Conference Finals. Yeah, you're uh, right, you're Montreal, right. Montreal even Montreal even won oh, their playing round. Yeah, so it was bad. only Ottawa. But if it wasn't an expanded, it would have been like I think Leafs and Canucks. I think that would have been the only ones who made it Fair if it not. wasn't expanded.
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's yeah. maybe that's what I, the, the bad fact I was trying to put out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're you're right. I apologize. But yeah, no. It, it, like I said, though, I mean, it's 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 not a strong division. But I don't want to take anything away from Toronto. They're a really good team. I, but at the same time, it's just like they're setting records. It's like okay, like <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> I'm uh for for those who can't see, I'm actually growing out somewhat of a mustache on Matthews's adventure to fifty and fifty. That's so awesome. so I can. That's my that's my promotion for him. Uh, our, I I know this is gonna this might this might uh, get you a little mad. We talked about it. How supposedly Impossible. Jack Eichel Jack Eichel is still very frustrated and upset with this team. Yeah, where's that story going? Where could that story end up going?
1: So so here's my my take on it. So I would not blame Jack Eichel at all for being frustrated. I mean he's a star player and the sabers have done really nothing around i mean you could make that same argument about connor mcdavid but at the same time mcdavid has played in the playoffs twice actually and eichel yeah. hasn't yet and so so like getting a taste is like it buys you some time i feel like but but yeah here, here's the thing about it though jack eichel doesn't have a no movement clause until the end of next season so i believe that he would not formally request a trade until that happened because if he requests a trade tomorrow, the Sabres could trade him anywhere they wanted. He has no right to objection. So he would run the risk of them trading him to Arizona, like wherever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and, and like, that's worse. So I think if the Sabres are bad this year, I think he sticks it out one additional year. And if they're bad again in 21, then he's formally like peace. Give me my, I'll give you my seven teams. Like, get me out of here. Or 10 yeah. teams, whatever it is on his, his no-movement list. Right? Uh, so,
2: probably, probably 10 teams. I, I, I see that they're usually e- 10 teams. It's
1: either 7 or 10. I, fr- I forget the, the disparity, right? Whether it's an NTC or M- NMC and how that matters. So either way, though. And, and by the way, I could be wrong on that. He could get traded this summer. But I just think that'd be a weird risk for him to take. Yeah. Because you run uh, the risk of getting traded to Buffalo West. Yeah. Like, why would you,
2: why would you not want to pick your spot? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. They're, yeah, he 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 probably doesn't want to go to a worse team, uh, worse managed team than what the Buffalo Sabres. That are, is so.
1: tough to find, Zahar. That is tough to find. Arizona. I mean, you, brought, you brought up the Kyers. We
2: talked about them last week. Uh, Katie Strang staying for the Athletic. That she did. I read like a few paragraphs and I went, "This is gonna get bad," and I don't want to get. I don't want to read this. I don't want to read the rest because it's gonna get so bad. Uh, and that, yeah, I, I think if we're gonna talk about like the worst run organizations, I think Arizona is definitely at the bottom. But I'm sorry, Buffalo is definitely top five or bottom five whichever way you're going to put it
1: no need to apologize man i mean the facts speak for themselves it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like a record-breaking playoff drought i mean what are we going to do here so um,
0: um speaking yeah. about unhappy superstars your second team is the columbus blue jackets um yeah, what yeah, is your take of line a and how how that whole situation went down
1: so admittedly i adopted columbus last year because we did a fan vote and expected buffalo and we actually started the site um like a week after the season got postponed and we didn't fully realize the Sabres wouldn't be playing another game. Right. So we polled our fans and or our subscribers and said, Hey, we're going to cover two playoff teams, one in the West, one in the East, and you guys vote who we cover. And so they picked Columbus. And so they kind of became my te- second team last year. Um, so to answer your question, I mean, everyone wants out of Columbus for some reason. I mean, they yeah. make the playoffs pretty regularly. It's, it's weird, but maybe it's Tortorella or maybe it's how, you know, and negotiates contracts. I don't know, but um, it's, a, it's, a, I thought it was a fine trade for both sides. I mean, you know, you got a guy out of there in Dubois who, who didn't want to be there anymore. And, and, you know, he goes to Winnipeg where uh, maybe he'll be happier, which to me, I, I think if I had to pick a, a an organ a city, I would not want to play for it would be Winnipeg just because, I know I'm from Buffalo and it sounds insane, but like I can't deal with that extreme cold all the time. Uh, that yeah. would just drive me nuts. So, um, and then Line, a, you know, I think that's a little interesting because he seems like the anti Tortorella type of player where. You know he likes those defense, you know defensive forwards, and Line is not that. So and then what did he get benched in like his second game? Was like his <laughs> third game.
2: He played. No, he yeah. played no time. Yeah. over the third period.
1: So so like on paper, I think it's a fine trade. I I, I would say Winnipeg won the deal. I think Dubois is a better player than Line a is, but um, you know, uh, change of scenery for both guys. I, it made sense.
0: It was funny because like they were uh, like comparing the two cities, and they were just. Comparing to Winnipeg is Columbus, and Columbus is Winnipeg. Just, just a colder across Columbus across the border. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. That sounds right.
0: Um. And uh. So Canada has had like uh, the Canadian NHL teams haven't had to deal with the COVID bug. Right. You guys had a situation in Buffalo where um some uh some points. Pulse- yeah. So, so yeah. some like a caution was brought up about the team, the other team, or about the Devils having COVID yeah. and nothing was like nothing, nothing was postponed, nothing was moved, they continued playing and then yep. both teams just got wiped out with COVID. Um, how has that, that affected the team? Like, has the have the players bounced back to 100% or like... Did something come out of that of the warning or anything? And yeah.
1: well, nothing co- came out of it from the league level, which is crazy because Kyle Palmary it was a back-to-back, right? And Kyle yeah. Palmary missed the second game with COVID symptoms. And the Sabres were like, um, should we maybe not play this game? And the league's like, nah, you're cool. And like they played it and everybody got COVID. So yeah. uh not great in that regard. Um, they were obviously off for the better part of two weeks as everybody recovered. Um, Rasmus Ristolainen is still out. Uh, Brandon Montour took some more time to get back, but he's back now. Um, but no, it was it was all bad. I mean, those first two games back uh, against uh, the Islanders and then Jersey again, ironically, uh, were were really rough. And and it's like, oh man, like they look slow. They look a little beat up. Like Kyle Poso, man, he looked like he had cement in his skates. It, it like just across the board, nobody looked fresh. And like up candidly, I had COVID a couple months ago, like three, four months ago. And like, I had a, a really, really mild case of it. And yeah. for a week, like running up the stairs was like, Oh, you know, so I can't yeah. imagine playing a hockey game. Uh, right. And that's like right after, you know, yeah. so I don't know how bad the Sabres had symptoms. Maybe they were symptomless guys and like, really, it wasn't a big deal. I don't know. They don't really report that kind of stuff, like uh, from a player by player level. But just you know, the lack of continuity, missing a couple guys for an extended period. You know, it's it's all none of it's good. You know, you had Ralph Kruger get it, and his assistant coach was like running practices. So you know, there's going to be a degree of like lacking coherency there or, or cohesiveness, I should say, in, in trying to recover from something like that. But I think, I think that excuse is it, not excuse. That's a bad way to put it. I think I think that uh, reasoning for poor play is probably. Not usable at the moment, because uh, yeah. you know it's it's been it's been a couple weeks now. They've had some games and they're still playing kind of poorly. So tonight against the or, or I'm sorry, Devils Islanders. Who are we even playing tonight? Devils uh, is is going to be kind of telling to see if if they can get back in the win column here. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was obviously not good. It, it affected the team for sure. But um, I don't want to rest on that as a crutch as to why their record is what it is.
0: Okay. Um Luke, is there anything else? Or no, no. Um so thanks, my thanks, last thanks a lot for this. This is um, great. Um, yeah, Before happy to do we it, let guys. you go. Uh we ha- have to ask you, um, who is gonna be in the Stanley Cup Finals? Ooh,
1: who's gonna be in the Stanley
0: Cup Finals? I think
1: so so you, you guys are gonna freaking love this. <laughs> You're gonna say Boston, Colorado, aren't you? I'm not gonna say Boston, Colorado. <laughs> So how does it work this year? Does an East team play? Okay, or, so yeah, help me the out.
0: Best team in each division. Yeah. Well, basically, they they qualify for the right. Uh, the conference. It would be the conference final, but I actually okay. don't know how the like. I th- I'm assuming it's going to so be. So let me ask
1: you this: Could a North Division winner play the East Division winner by chance, or is that not possible? Uh, I don't right. think that's. I
2: don't think that that's how it might. I don't think that's how it works. Okay, all right.
1: All right. So I so don't
0: know how that works.
1: So like, I'll I'll pretend they can't just for argument's sake yeah i think that the vegas golden knights and the freaking toronto maple leafs are gonna do it hey hey (laughs) well if the (laughs) don't 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 tag the Sabres in this i can get angry fans in my menchies but i i I do i do think they're a really good team and like again like i said it some some of it there is a, a little bit of a I don't want to say asterisk because that's an ugly word, but like, you know, like, hey, their competition is bad, but they're still like really good guys. I yeah. mean, they, they, I think they'd still be competitive. Let's put it this way. The East division is very strong. I think Toronto would be competitive in the East. Like, yeah, top two teams. Yeah, them, them, Washington, Boston would be like the class of that division. So I don't want to take anything away from them as a good team. And because their their road to that final out of that division is going to be really easy because like it's yeah. one team for each division at the end of it. And if Toronto doesn't come out of the North division, like what the hell, <laughs> like what happened?
0: Yeah. Someone, a couple of people are either getting traded or fired. If Bad Toronto things. doesn't make to make it to at least the top of their division and make it out of the, like the, make it into the third round. The so, last,
1: if they're not the last team standing in the North, like, yeah. Wow. What happened?
0: Yeah. Someone is getting fired. That's not going to be a fun sight to see in Toronto, but no, that's it's it's just gonna be the reality of the situation. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to let you go. You did podcasting and a bunch of stuff today. So thank you for joining us. We we love having you on. We'll have you on, I don't know, at the end of the season, maybe Buffalo makes a bounce back and is somehow in the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, where can they find you? Yeah. You can find
1: me on Twitter at, uh, DBTB, anth, uh, and you know you can find me at die by the blade that's where some of my written content is uh also got written content at expected buffalo which is you know the site chad didam and and i started uh last year and um that's really it i'm just mostly a twitter guy so no no other no other handles to drop mm-hmm.
0: yeah okay thank you and Thanks, man. um have you a good one. Hey, happy to be
1: on guys thank you see ya
0: see ya we're back thank you anthony for joining us um great insight into what's happening in buffalo and just what's happening in that division in general um it's yeah thanks for coming um, yeah. and yeah check him out guys he's a good follow on twitter which is really good follow really good follow there's not a lot of those anymore because because twitter yeah um, cuz twitter yeah and so yeah that was a fun thing and so. so
2: before before we start, I want to apologize to my to the listeners. Um, Sahar did not tell me that apparently my burp at the beginning of our episode ended up on our recording, and if you start off our episode our last episode, you hear. <laughs> also, um, I actually, also I, I moved think- my mic a little further away because all you hear was. Oh! Yeah, fucking two seconds out the
0: mic
2: yeah i so i'm moving it away I, I i'm sure you can hear me you can hear me now uh and i, I hope that you don't hear any more static and and whatnot and and everything <laughs> so so sorry about that i'm trying to fix some stuff and uh no more bodily functions i actually muted myself during the interview because i had to burp
0: so wait one second i'm just looking at we had three listens, so it's okay. Oh, okay. It's, Never it's mind. Fine. It's all good. It's fine. Yeah. No one has listened to the thing. Um, okay. So the Leafs win versus um, the Canadians 5-3. But fuck that. It doesn't matter. And then we lost to Calgary 3-0. Um, and our team is kind of butchered, just just absolutely just massacred. When did um, the
2: injury bug on NHL Twenty One get get turned on, and the sliders all the way to f- fucking ten thousand?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's pretty aggressive and just like it just okay. So from today's practice, absent Frederick Anderson, Zach Hyman, Joe Thornton, Jake Muzzin, Alex Barabanov, just butchered. Like,
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna. Like, Like, it it just got progressively worse. It just got progressively worse yesterday. Yes, yeah. Because, like, I was like, okay, well, at least they'll have, like, their starting goalie. And then, like, like, what, 15 minutes before the game started, we were like, they're like, PR is like, oh, by the way, Michael Hutchinson's starting a net because Freddie's dealing with an injury and Joseph Wall is going to back him up. And I was like, uh, bish, what?
0: (laughs) So I went for a walk at, like, six. 15 and then i got home at like 7 15 and then so i didn't like i didn't check my twitter or anything so when i left um i looked up the thing and like oh nothing's wrong with anderson i'm assuming anderson's starting i come back i look at twitter and then everyone's like anderson's injured anderson's injured anderson's and i'm like oh my god how did this happen and um i just
2: think he's sore i just think he's sore he's been playing like how many games has he played i think he's just tired but a, a good son jack campbell was practicing yesterday and yeah, has been practicing
0: okay, so, for so. So today on the ice, they had three goalies. So they had Hutchison, Campbell, and Wool. So it'll be interesting to see who plays tomorrow. Um, uh,
2: I mean, okay. So the so the, the Montreal was the Montreal game. Did that just feel like a like a good, just like a good dinner? Five, three, just a really good dinner or just a really good meal when you were like, this game is awesome. This game yeah. is so awesome. Yeah. And just like, Uh, I know it's past Valentine's Day, but, like, Austin, can you be my Valentine? Jesus Christ, is this kid on a gosh darn tear of of all of Canada at this moment.
0: Yeah. You know what pissed me off yesterday? What
2: pissed you off? Is
0: that the score, I wish Marner and Matthews would just either pass to each other and one of them scores so that the point streaks can continue. That's, that's that's the, thing the only I've, thing I wanted. I was like, I don't
2: care if you yeah. lose. Just get a fuck. Yeah. Just get it. Just get a. Just get a point, and I couldn't even get a goal. I don't. Uh, if if you say that yesterday was Hutchinson's fault, you clearly didn't watch the game. Like that's yeah. Okay. That's, so that's not it. That's, yeah, that's not a.
0: But see, the thing is, on Twitter, I didn't see that. I didn't see that everyone was blaming Hutchinson, which good. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what you blame.
2: You know what you blame. The least scored zero goals. When you score zero goals, you win zero yeah. percent of the time.
0: But it was also like. It wasn't that like they weren't trying and they didn't have chances. There were a couple of times where the puck just like... They hit like three posts. Net.
2: And Dave like, Reddish played Magnificent yesterday. Like I, I thought Kerfut, he was...
0: Yeah, like the the Kerfoot to... No, or McHive to Kerfoot where the puck like... It did like a... Uh, ah! A frisbee where it came back... Or no, it was a boomerang. It yeah. They hit it and then it somehow stays out of the net and there's just Because of course...
2: Because, yeah. of course, why so, would it? And Morgan Riley hit the post, so we all thought it went in, but it didn't. Yeah. Uh, Barabanov almost had his first goal. I liked him playing in the top six. Uh, he almost had his first NHL goal. He, off of, it went off of Rittich's helmet, it, off the post, like off of him again and out, because, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matthews hit the outside of the post, again, because Leafs. And just, you know what? wasn't their night. They also just, realistically, they looked out of sync all night long. They just kind of yeah, looked like... because
0: I think... Them loading up the top line, I don't think. They uh, I, I that. knew that
2: wasn't gonna work. I knew. I I don't like when they do that. They did that yeah. last year. They did that last year in Game Five against Columbus, and it did not work at yeah. all.
0: I think they should have put Boyle, um, or Spezza Boy- on the top. Boyd, do you mean do you, Boyd, Sorry, yeah, Boyd, um, Boyd on the top line with Matthews and Marner because I like how he's played recently. They should have put Spetsa. Spetsa has been playing good. And I don't understand why they don't put him higher in the lineup, but they just don't. Um, yeah, uh, you, need, so, you need you need because
2: Spezza can play center if you're if you're weak on centers, you gotta you, you can put him lower in the lower in the lineup.
0: Yeah, he, he plays a lot of
2: power play though. I've realized Spezza does. Yeah.
0: Um, one thing that I a thing was that um I think what I what I posted on Twitter, I'm like, this game is just a write-off. Like you have to write it off. We had a good stretch. We all knew this was going to crash and hopefully it doesn't crash. Um, It's always Dave Rittich. What is him and against the Leafs? He's just a God against the Leafs. And yeah, so hopefully this, they have a bounce back game. They're playing again, 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 Jesus. I just had like a partial English. They're playing again tomorrow. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back. And then they're playing against the Oilers. And the next couple of games, oh, against that Oilers, Oilers game is going to be oh, it's going to determine how where this division's going. That that's literally like we were worried about Montreal. Um, I'm starting to. Th- starting I'm sorry, to start to not worry. be as worried about Montreal. Yeah, that, and I'm starting to worry about the Oilers and Winnipeg Jets.
2: They're oh, both- you mean that team that you said that you weren't worried about, and I said keep an eye on them. That team.
0: Well, that's hindsight, 2020. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how like everything shakes up. But we're coming into a stretch where we're gonna be injured, and we're we're gonna have to have the bottom six show up and um, put on. We should, on, have, we should have said we should have said the
2: Anthony. Yo, thanks for Jimmy VC, douchebag
0: oh yeah. my god he's, he's done nothing oh. he also got like destroyed and then went to his locker room and i'm like oh perfect another injury just yeah that. I, uh,
2: he came back but like, he came back but i was like yeah. he even had a chance where i'm like Fuck, put the thing in the net i don't care put it in the net oh my god like uh I've, I've expe- i ex- i've expected i expected a lot from him and just haven't gotten it i i was i've been very underwhelmed with him and it's not it's not been good it's not been good with him like, like Travis, like Travis Boyd is playing first line power play time. Yeah, that should be like, if you're thinking that like Jimmy VC should be playing power play time, that's what you expected from him. And it's Travis Boyd who no one, no one even knew was a, was a person who existed at the beginning yeah. of the season.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Leafs, hopefully they bounce back. They're good at um,
2: bouncing back. I I, I noticed yeah. that this year they'll have a loss and I, except for the Ottawa one, because Why? Um, because why does that happen? Um, except except for that one, they'll lose a game and then the next game they'll bounce back and they'll start another streak. Like, uh, they they've won. I, I looked at the record. This team is fourteen, basically fourteen and six in twenty games.
0: Yeah, we have That's one of the best records. Unbelievable. Like across the entire league, I think we have the best record.
2: Well, it's against the Canadian teams.
0: So, the, See, but uh, like, okay. So, screw my, you counter your, opinions. my counter to that is, you have to beat the opponents that are put in front of yes. you. Yes. So, what the Leafs are doing.
2: Do, do you know Sarah Sivian, that girl who covers the uh, the, the Hurricanes? Sure. Yeah. So she's she's a she's a Hurricanes reporter for the Athletic. She made a TikTok that was like, "Oh, all the Canadian teams are scoring a million goals. Try beating Tuukka Rask." try to beating Tuka Rask. And I'm like, we can't because we don't play him in the division. I don't, I don't know which. and and the funny thing is, I'm like the hurricanes don't play them in their division either. I don't really know. I don't really know what you're trying to get at here of trying to beat someone that we actually just can't because we're not playing them. I don't like, so that. And that's why, that's my argument to anyone who's like, Oh, look at the Canadian division. yet and I'm like, they're just they're just playing teams that are they're just playing teams that are in their division.
0: Like yeah, they're just being the team in it, front of them. That's yeah.
2: just how it works. That's how yep. the hockey works now.
0: Um yeah, so moving on, McDavid uh beats basically single-handedly beats the flames, has five points, three goals, two assists. Um that's just him putting a master class on, which is just ridiculous and just completely unfair. He is a cheat code. He's a human cheat code and it's bullshit. But he does what he did and you have anything to say about that or
2: Well, I just think like, you know, like Adam Wilde said He said, you know, when the Oilers when the Oilers don't know how to do anything with him and his contracts up and he takes less money to play with Matthews and Barner, It's going to be a lot of fun and I can't wait till the Leafs uh the Leafs go on their uh 5 5 years in a row stretch winning the Stanley Cup.
0: Um, and it's also like uh, Marner and he's, Matthews are he's like... Too good. He's too they good. They come up, they're like, oh, okay, we're two points behind him. And then, McDavid- and then he has like
2: a 5.9 and he goes,
0: eh, suck it. Yeah. So basically, Mitch Marner has 30 points. Guess how much McDavid has? 37. He does have 37 points. So it's, it's McDavid that was 37. That a complete guess, okay. Mitch Marner, 30. Leon Dreissel, 30. Austin Matthews, twenty nine, Patrick uh, Patrick Kane actually twenty six. He's shredding for that team. Um, Shifley, twenty six. Huberdeau, twenty three. So, yo, know, the Florida Panthers then,
2: that, that that team has bounced back really really well this year. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, Sergey they die, they live and die by Sergey Borowski. I don't think that um, I don't think that's news. I'm pretty sure he's been he's been the one doing doing most of the grunt work, but like no,
0: I think uh, I think they got someone else. Oh my god, Chris
2: Dreger is leading is leading them.
0: Yeah, I think so. Oh
2: my god, they're sitting ten million dollars of Sergey Bobrovsky on their bench, and it's wow, that is yep bad.
0: So that, here, that's going uh, he's yeah. gonna be bought out. He's gonna be bought out soon. So Chris Drager has a nine two nine. And you want to guess what Sergei Bobrovsky has? Did you just check or no?
2: No, 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 no. Uh, eight. Eight. Six.
0: You were so close. Eight, eight, nine. Ah! So close. But yeah, Sergei Bobrovsky. That's not good enough. Yeah. um, He's literally just like a, a giant thing just taking up cap space and just taking up the Eating cap like ten million a year, and that is just wild. Um, So yeah, so hopefully the Panthers uh, can get out of it. I guess send them to no, Florida, like the, to Pan- the Panthers or?
2: are doing. The Panthers are doing great. The Panthers are doing really well. Sergey Bobrovsky needs to wake up. No,
0: I mean, I mean, like, what are they going to do with Sergey Bobrovsky and that money? Send it to Florida <laughs> or no Arizona? Send it to Arizona or oh, send actually, it to Arizona because. I have achieved, I have unlocked a higher power. Oh, no, no. Ottawa. No! Murray, <laughs> and, Murray and Sergei Babrowski, the no, dynamic no. duo. You know, you know why that that's never going to work? a beach ball.
2: You know why that's never going to work? It's because, like, they have to pay him money, and, you know, the centers yeah. don't pay. The Senators are allowed, to, the centers are allowed to pay
0: teams money. That'd be $16 million in cap? And they want to be able to stop a. Six, ball.
2: That's 16 million on your goalies. Yeah.
0: Holy shit! You know what you do? If you're good, you double down on your strengths. If you're bad, you double down on your weaknesses. Oh, your weaknesses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You double down on your weaknesses, so I'll you don't to leave. Double down. So, so who? Okay, so let's go through who. Okay, what are the halves going to double down on? Um, only, you only, you only get, uh scoring forwards and then, and then, and then you fill your, you fill the rest of your team with league average, uh, defensemen with, with like league men, defensemen and goaltending.
0: No, they don't have league men. Def- they have, they doubled down on their goaltending. What do you mean? The hats? Jake Allen. Yeah. Jake Allen uh, and, uh, uh, Carrie price. They d- double down on good goaltending but then kind of forgot about like everything else. Actually, they I don't know. What do they double down on? Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm saying like, if they're gonna
2: double down on their weaknesses and and, uh, and double double down oh no yeah double down on the weaknesses like the Sens, if we're gonna get Bobrovsky the the I guess the the Habs' biggest weakness is still like goal scoring so you only get goal scores and trade away all your all your defense and your and your goalies and what the Flames are supposed to do the Flames should uh, only get goaltenders and the Oilers should um, uh, uh, only get defensemen.
0: So like, um, you have to trade McDavid and Drys. You have to trade McDavid, which, to which, which 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 yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> what, uh, the
2: Canucks. Well, the Canucks aren't really good at anything, so uh, just
0: get a new team. New team. Get Expense a new team. team. <laughs> Expand <Expense laughs> to <laughs> Vancouver.
2: Um, and then what are the Leafs? Um, Leafs? I guess yeah, I guess well, the Leafs. Um,
0: well, like right now it's goaltending. But right then, now it's goaltending. So it's goal-tending, trade off to Matthews. Trade state. off to Matthews to Arizona bottom six that's what we need so trade no, all or- all
2: bottom six forwards all of the bottom six forwards yeah. we need 10 nick patan sorry 12 nick patans um and, and then,
0: then, then and then matthews that's it that's and then like, yeah
2: tw- 12 so, so we need no. 10, 10 10 nick patans and then matthews and Barner. boom
0: the perfect team. kyle do was pay me now stanley kyle do pay I'm me brother. now um <laughs> <laughs> just double down on your weaknesses oh my god um,
2: Oh, that was fun.
0: <laughs> so, we talked about the Dubis and Liney trade with uh Anthony. Um Du uh D- Dubas, Jesus. Uh Dubois trade. Dubois? Yeah, I said Dubas. <laughs> and D- Dubis trade. Um Dubois had uh he he was, was Dubas got after- Liney sick. <laughs> uh Dubois had um two goals and one assist when he came back I think he got injured or something and he missed four games and then when he came back against Vancouver he got two goals one assist and the overtime goal which good on him he looks good he looks like he's actually wants to play not just go for a skate a wee skate. wee, skate yeah um so he looks good Vancouver still looking for an identity I'm just gonna finish off the all the Canadian teams. So uh, Calgary. See,
2: uh, I'm, gl- I'm I'm glad you brought up uh, Vancouver. Still needs an identity. For years, the worst team, the worst team to be is the team where you're like, I don't know who you are. I have no idea what the Canucks are. Yeah. Like I don't like because last year in the playoffs in the bubble, they were a fast, fun, highly energized team. That's who they yeah. were. Yeah. This year, I have no idea who they are. I don't know what they're supposed to be.
0: Yeah. It, it, that's what they're lacking. They're lacking an identity, which speaking of identity, the Calgary flames are also lacking identity. And I was listening to 31 thoughts and they were saying that there might be big changes coming to this team. Ooh, damn. Because just either change of scenery or just something has to change because Kachuk, was upset because he couldn't play his type of hockey when it came to like the whole Muzzin thing and all, a bunch of other things that happened. Um So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Calgary. It Are you trade, trading Johnny Gaudreau
2: and Sean Monaghan?
0: I don't know. He said that like, if they don't get, get their shit together, that something's going to change. And he, he wouldn't be surprised if they trade the big players. So, We'll see what what's would, would in you Calgary. would
2: you if you were Calgary would you trade Johnny Goudreau, Sean Monahan?
0: So Goudreau, I would trade Goudreau.
2: I, I tend to agree because, with you. I really do because he doesn't show because he doesn't show up when you need him.
0: But Even like yes, it's that. It's and it's also even like this year. Like he hasn't, I don't like. I here. Let me check his stats. But like, I don't think he's shown up um, in in such a division that's um, like it's such a division that it's like so easy. Like Matthews is just tearing up the division. Like he isn't been. We thought that Johnny
2: Goudreau was on that level of tears up the division, and he's not. Yeah.
0: So okay, so he has. Oh, okay, so he's a point a game player. He has. Uh, okay, so he's played nineteen games. He has eighteen points
2: so almost almost a point of the game not not bad yeah. not bad but 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 what i'm saying is once the playoffs show up johnny Goudre- John Goudreau disappears and that whole yeah. that whole calgary team disappears monaghan bennett kachuk Goudreau, um like they they've been known to disappear uh during the playoffs
0: yeah so it's interesting to yeah it'll be interesting to see what's going on with calgary just like just maybe there's gonna be a bunch of move Movement of players, maybe line A comes to Calgary or something big happens because I think they have to. They, they've they been going at this for too many years and they haven't had any like good success with it. So, or we're just talking out of our asses, and that's probably what it in is. A couple of games they're gonna bounce back and just finally come because I player. was
2: saying, I was saying and in then, the Edmonton and the Edmonton, I watched a bit of the Edmonton Calgary game. And of course I ate my words because they beat the Leafs. but I'm I'm watching Calgary and I'm just going, I I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what they are realistically. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what their identity is because Jacob Arkstrom has not performed adequately to what they expect. Yeah. Um Chris Tanev, I haven't seen a whole a whole bunch of, but I haven't I haven't been amazed by him. Uh they're their their big players though performed well last night did not uh, you know weren't on the score sheet much in the Oilers game. They only scored one goal. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what is their identity?
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how or where where this team goes from here and what happens to them? That's 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 really what like what what it all comes down to. So we'll see. Um, but moving on to uh, Canadian, uh, Sidney Crosby reaches a thousand games. Uh, they had a great ceremony. Um, that that, po- that poster or like whatever they like presented to him or like a picture. It's like they yeah, yeah, yeah. took a photo from every single game and then made like this mural. That's awesome. It looks so cool. I kind of want to get one for myself. Um but I have a feeling there's
2: only one in existence.
0: Yes, there probably is. There there yeah. Or if anything, but, there'll be 87
2: in existence. Get it? Yeah, you see? Yeah, because uh, okay.
0: Uh, uh. Um and then he got messages from across the league, John Tavares, Matthews, a bunch of these players. Ovechkin. Ovechkin, yeah. Um former coaches, uh his parents yeah, and Steve, his sister Steve Eiserman, parents, yeah, it's all that. Um so yeah, he got a bunch of things across just from across the league. He got a bunch of uh uh, messages about like congratulating him on his career and then everyone wore an 87 jersey um in warmups and then they all... his exact like routine yeah they all did like his skate routine which like I don't really know like do you know his skate routine like what is no. It? or no but yeah, just so when if... you
2: when you play with someone like said you'll know his routine because he does it all the time
0: yeah and he's he's like he's kind of a freak about it because oh yeah. they're all they're all freaks. Every single one of them no I, all think, freaks. no, I think um I think Sid is on a different level. Like he's on the level of like him, McDavid, where they don't just like play hockey, they like they live live and breathe. hockey. Yeah. So like like uh I was listening to a podcast and they were like or a radio show or whatever, and they were asking where where do you see him going after he retires? coaching i don't know yeah, like jamming
2: was, at least something like that or
0: i was thinking i think players
2: like crosby are weird because crosby's a very crosby is a very um very private person you, like you don't hear a lot from him and yeah. and he's also and he's very sort of a subdued personality wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he a went to coaching or b just kind of you know disappeared and you didn't hear from him for a while and he come, comes the, back the, for ceremonies, sees the fans, yada yada yada. But it wouldn't surprise me if he just kind of, like Matt Sundine was that way. He retired and he just kind of lived his life in Sweden. Wouldn't surprise right. me if, if Sidney Crosby just kind of retired and went and lived, lived life in Nova Scotia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is a possibility too. But they were also saying that he could be a good uh, head coach for Team Canada or GM, oh. which th- that would be fun. That would be fun to That'd see. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, congratulations to Sid, Sid the kid. Just, destroying this league since the day he came in three Stanley uh, Cups a bunch before, of trophies uh, so yeah um congratulations hopefully do you think he's going to get to 1500 games
2: 1500 uh, i i think so i think so he's only uh okay, so what is, he, what is he, 32 30 something like that
0: yeah 32 so like
2: uh that'll that'll take him to the end of his career i, th- I think it'll take him to the, to the end of his career so I, I have a feeling I have a feeling the the rest oh, will take 80, him to
0: 80, 82 15. games if he plays 82 games so like that's if he's healthy that's another that's um 6 years I have, I have a
2: feeling he could hit he can so hit 15 I think 500, he's 500 gonna, he might
0: get, I don't I don't know if he's going to hit it but I think he might get close to um close to, thought, to like 1500 games So so wild.
2: So you talked about you talked about Crosby how he's got three cups so we talked about this last week. How everyone just makes the McDavid Crosby comparison. Well, I don't think Connor McDavid will be up to the up to the caliber of Sidney Crosby because I don't see it, because I don't see him winning championships anytime soon. At this point in McDavid's career, Crosby had already won had already won one cup and had been yeah. to the finals twice. Yeah. You've been to the Stanley so, finals twice and the oilers the oilers have made it one and a half times pretty much
0: yeah so that's what like okay, so I kind of see like if McDavid if, if McDavid's contract is up and he hasn't won anything with the Oilers he's is I could see him taking a million dollar deal. No I couldn't see that
2: don't do that. Don't do that. He's not gonna okay, take whatever. a million bucks he will take he's like t- six million bucks
0: yeah, whatever. He's gonna take a six million dollar deal and just literally go cup chasing because that caliber of player, and he hasn't won, is gonna be embarrassing. Yeah, like like going be coming here. Yeah, but, I mean, Tavares did not take a
2: discount. However, but yeah. uh, I think, oh my god, I could see him. I could so see him just being like, just just being like, I'm coming home, baby. Nine and a half million bucks. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Mitch let's, and we'll Austin, let's ride.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see we'll see how that goes, but that that would be fun that's still, to see that's him still here. oh my god. Like he's that's like what is I, I
2: think he's th- I think he's 3 years into this 8-year deal. I yeah. I, I want to say he's 3 years into this uh, 20, yeah, this is, I think he's 23. So I think he's that so this is his third year in this eight in this 8 million dollar deal. So he's got 5 years left.
0: Yeah. Dude, so Oilers, where are we where are we
2: going to be in 5 years? I hope to be at a, I hope to be living a, living a compatible life in 5 years.
0: Hopefully we can record this podcast in person.
2: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can touch people by then.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully he actually wins stuff in in uh, in Oilers and no Edmonton. no I don't want to no
2: he he can never win with the Oilers he can only live, can can live win. with the Leafs okay he's also um, he's allowed to live with the Leafs
0: okay so, so a couple of quick Leafs. points here um Nashville uh, on Saturday night headlines Nashville is apparently selling just their entire team and there are a couple untouchables uh jesus ellis R- 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 Rene, and uh J- josh josh johansson yeah Johann- i don't know oh
2: um, uh, uh, was it for i think it was forsberg uh, phil forsberg
0: no he was he was up for a thing because elliot oh, Friedman was God. saying you're kidding me so
2: so this is an example of a well-run, you see a well-run organization. I. There's no way I'm giving you Pecorine. You can take Philip Forsberg No. There's no way I'm giving you Pecorine.
0: Yeah, so Pecorine what is... What the hell um, are you doing?
2: Yeah. Um, what the sorry, hell, hell are you doing? Me. Like, why... <laughs> Pecorine is like a 38 years old and you're still going to hang on to him. He's the most inconsistent goal you've ever seen in your life. And you're saying that Philip Forsberg you'd rather keep? That kid is a 30-goal scorer on a good day. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, on a bad day. K- uh, has the potential to hit 45 goals. And they, they're they going to protect Pecorino? Oh, was it Roman Yossi? I think Roman Yossi. Yeah, Yossi. Yossi, Yossi the there one.
0: you go. I wrote Josh for some reason. Okay. I think it auto-corrected me. That's why. Yeah, it's Yossi. Josh.
2: Uh, yeah, autocorrected. Josie. <laughs> Josh. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so Yossi and Yossi and Ellis, uh, I get they're cornerstones of your franchise, but why would you protect Pekarene?
0: Because they, I think what? they
2: want I, to
0: finish you want to finish him off as a as a predator, like as a career? I think that's what I'm thinking. Oh my like, god! But we'll he does nothing.
2: He will do nothing for your team. We we've seen Pekarene in the playoffs. He is not someone that you He's the most unreliable goalie in the NHL.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah. And then would you
2: agree agree that he's one of the most unreliable goalies in the NHL just from what we've seen?
0: Yeah. I'd say he's, he's like the Bobrovsky where he has like a, uh, he has like a good year and then he has a bad year and then he has a couple bad years and then maybe a good year and then maybe, maybe a bad and maybe a good year. So yeah, Yeah. it's very inconsistent. Um, Yeah. I think he's more inconsistent than like Anderson. Because Anderson, you oh, know he's, he's he's good in the regular season. He can't. He's not uh, a series stealing goalie, but he is good. Like he's he's above average, and he, he can get you to the playoffs at least. Um. So we talked about anarchy in Arizona. Um, uh-huh. they're not going anywhere. Uh, Elliot Friedman on thirty one thoughts said that. The NHL is using Arizona as in a longer play to be able to make money on betting. So in Arizona, there's new legislation uh, being brought in that you'll be able to make betting like a betting. I don't know if it's a betting cafe or like a betting bar where you can bet and put in like um, putting like putting bets in the arena And the only way you could do that is if you own the franchise or if you're an owner of casinos and the owner of Arizona coyotes is an owner of casinos in Nevada. So I think there, this is a longer play for them to be able to make money off betting.
2: How many years have we heard? Well, the coyotes are a part of our long plan. It's our long game. We're playing the long no, game well, with the Arizona Coyotes well, or with the Phoenix Coyotes.
0: I, I, I think I might be missing it, something, but like, go listen to the 31 Thoughts podcast. I think it was like the s- second most recent one. They go in deep and they also said that, um, like, um, they, they didn't explicitly say, but like, they were like, there is a, like, they may be investigated by the NHL. There might be other things happening around there. So, it's, it's an interesting franchise, and from the sounds of it, they're not going anywhere. They're not getting moved, and Arizo- hockey in Arizona is, I guess, staying. So that is to ruin your mood about Arizona and how bad they are. Can, as a can, I, just,
2: can I just say, like, you said, I, we were talking about, oh, oh, they're a part of the plan. They've been a part of your plan for the last 20 years. You've been saying that Arizona is a part of your long plan. It's your, the longevity. You're oh, a part of God. our long
0: game but like the way Friedman was talking about it was like, he seemed legit. Cause you can like, you can put it inside the arena or you can put like half a kilometer outside of the arena. You can put like a, or like gambling bar. basically, or like, yeah, or gamb- just- yeah, it's a gambling like bar or whatever. And so it's going to be interesting to see that. And I think, I think they're going to be, because I think that's going to give them a press, not a president, but like, uh, they're going to get like their thing. That's going to be their thing. It's going to be their thing, but it's also going to give like the NHL be like, is, like cuz apparently like cuz uh, betting's starting to become legal in more and more states and in Canada too like they, they voted about it like recently so we we could see like this could be the first like not uh, example but like the first like trial run of betting having betting like NHL? bars in in NHL arenas so okay let's see uh, i guess uh, anything else or do you want to go into overtime
2: I'm ready for overtime.
0: Overtime, okay. Uh, William Nylander got benched against the Canadians game, five three. What do you think? Uh,
2: warranted. Uh, wasn't playing up to the up to the speed. Was uh, also in that specific setting. The Leafs are looking for a bit of a defensive oriented uh, positioning. We all know Willie's not necessarily the most defensively sound or defensively. Uh, He's not called upon for his defensive play. Uh, Sheldon Keith said that he was not all um, his competitive competitiveness was not uh, was not up to where it should be, and therefore he and he deserved uh, and he deserved he deserved the benching. And so, I, I I agree with the I agree with the call.
0: Okay, so you you're not mad that he got benched.
2: Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, player, player players underperforming. He's not playing, he's not playing up to his potential. He should should be benched.
0: Okay. So we actually, last night was the one year anniversary of the David Ayers game. Apparently, they're making a Disney movie out of, uh, for him. So uh, how was, how is that game impacted Toronto and um, your mental health when it comes to Toronto Maple Leafs?
2: Uh, not well, not well. We'll say that. Um, by the way, about the Disney movie, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Um, can I just say I watched that game in the worst the worst possible place you could watch it. Where'd you watch it? A bar.
0: That's not bad. A bar filled with Leaf fans watching. At least at least you could have got drunk. And remember those times? No, I was when eighteen. Actually, oh, never mind. I was eighteen when I
2: watched it, and I watched it with my uncle. Uh, with my my godfather, like never watches hockey. And we and we brought him just just to hang out with him and to watch the game and his <laughs> and once it started happening where i was like yo they're gonna they're gonna lose this game like they're actually gonna lose this game to a a 42 year old zamboni driver who works for the um uh, yep. a, a fucking marley zamboni driver uh, oh my god that just that was testament to how just horrible that team was yeah even though we thought they were good for a long time, they were they were terrible. That team was yeah. so bad. And uh, I'm, I'm glad they lost because let's be honest, they like, it woke them up. No, it didn't, yeah. but like they, they, it made them the stocks in the NHL again, again
0: yeah.
2: and I think that this year they've responded a lot. Well, to be like, we do not want to, we do not want to live that again.
0: Yeah. So yeah interesting it, it it is interesting to see how toronto and just everyone ex- like took that like game and also if you think about it that was like a week or two before the world shut down so yeah good good old times when everything was somewhat normal or was yeah. normal i guess um okay so with uh Sidney crosby hitting 1000 games do you um do you put him on mount rushmore of hockey
2: uh, I was actually talking about this with my father uh, recently. So here, I
0: here is yeah, the rec- Mount Rushmore. I went through a couple websites and like this was the top four: Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr, Gordy Howe, Mario Lemieux. So those are that's the Mount Rushmore of hockey. Do who do you take off, and do you take someone off for Sid the Kid?
2: I I could not see I could not see him kick off any any of those four players. Uh nothing against Sid, nothing against him at all. I just those those players were the greatest of their of their generation. They were the greatest and they still have records that will never be broken to this day. No one will ever no one will ever break uh Gretzky's points record. Oveshkin could break his goals record. Um Bobby Orr is the greatest defenseman to ever play this game. Uh, Mario Lemieux is, the, is one of the best pure goal scorers. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Maurice Richard's not on that list. But um, Mario Lemieux is, it's a tragic story, really, what happened to Mario Lemieux. He's, he's, the only, he's the only player in the top 10 of point scoring to play less than a thousand games. Yeah. So, and he had he had like non-Hodgkins lymphoma. He had also all of these other injuries, and that's why he wasn't able. But like he wasn't able to hit a thousand games. But, but he, um, he he was such a pure goal scorer and one of the greatest goal scorers to ever play. Uh, Gordie Howe, the Iron Man, he created what he would create What an Iron Man streak was. He played in like six decades. Um, I I don't see Sid knocking off that with any of any of those guys. I don't see him being in that.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, do you have anything for me for overtime?
2: Uh, uh thoughts on Lake
0: Tahoe? Lake Tahoe um looked great. Um, I don't understand why they were playing during sunset because then it kind of gives an unfair. Well, you need the backdrop. <laughs> yeah, you need a backdrop, but yeah, I get that. But it was like one team was distant like had a disadvantage because the sun was just shining straight into their eyes. And I guess I don't know. It looked really nice. I was kind of upset that it all got postponed, but it happens. They like the day before, everything was fine, but then they played it like the next game, the next day. It was oh, like, that, that was, was bad. Terrible. That first bad, period yeah. looked
2: terrible, uh, but the second and third period, like the ice was better. Uh, the it, it turned out to, it turned out to be great, and then the the other game, the Boston game, looked looked great too. Yeah. So I had a I, I had a blast with with Lake Tahoe. I thought it was a I thought it was a great. Uh, it was i thought it was great to watch uh but the, the the hard part about the outdoor games are is like it's so great to be there but to watch it is boring as hell yeah but i thought so i thought lake tahoe was fun to watch
0: yeah hopefully they put something like they put together something in canada because that'd be fun like i saw on twitter like whistler or like lake victoria or um not not Capitol Hill. Um. Uh, art, so, so, yeah something like that something like that yeah, capitol hill or whatever so it's gonna be interesting to see hopefully they do put something on like within the next month or so i don't think they're gonna do anything within the next year. month i don't think i don't think so they might do something
2: like next year
0: yeah next year but like that's next year like i, I kind of wanted something canadian uh this year um but i guess that's it for overtime um thanks for listening guys anything else
2: well uh it's just the, the last thing i wanted to see was um so I know that the, the TV rights deal is coming up is coming up soon.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Um, so from Saturday Night Headlines, uh, Elliot Friedman and Chris Johnson were saying that ESPN is in on it. So most likely, ESPN is going to get partial rights, not a hundred percent, but like because like there's some like smaller TV things that still want the rights to the NHL because that's kind of their only programming that I guess they have. So ESP, ESPN is in the deal. So hopefully the cap goes up because of this like uh, media deal. And um yeah yeah ESPN uh, the uh hockey is going to be like the fourth or fifth string in uh the ESPN catalog of sports. So
2: and it won't be like number 12 which is which it is now. Yeah, exactly.
0: But surprising to see like I was watching the uh ESPN um like highlights, or like I saw somewhere that like they were like showing hockey highlights, which was interesting to see, I guess, or like they were talking about hockey. So it was kind of weird, but I guess, I guess they talk about it. So yeah, so ESPN's coming to uh with the NHL, so we'll see some exciting things with that. Um, other than that, thanks for yeah, listening, guys. Um... We'll be back next one. One second, let me find out one someday, they... someday. <laughs> um next month uh next sunday maybe next yeah, sunday next okay. sunday because the uh, the calc they're playing calgary tomorrow and i do i try to do every two games okay. so that we have stuff to talk about so yeah either a sunday or monday uh depending on how our schedules work out but uh yeah uh Thanks for listening. See you guys next week.